The Morning Invasion brings you Shock Therapy Live featuring Pastor Nate Heitzig. Call now, 338-3700 or email us at studio at star88.fm. Uh, yeah. Janae, 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 Janae. But Janae's not here. Steve was just watching the new Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu trailer. It's called uh, Detective. Detective, Pikachu. yeah, that's right. Let's Go is that video game. Just gonna. Uh-huh. Just wait. Don't it's like me. so good. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Can't say that on the radio, bro. Putts. Can't say that. Hey, bud. What are you doing? This just looks stupid. This looks so good. It's really oh. good. It's really Wrong. good. Wrong. <laughs> Keep watching. Wait for it. Wait for it. Okay, wait for Mewtwo. Okay. Guys, we can't start the show. No, no, it's a serious, it's a serious thing. Oh my gosh! Okay, no, 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 no. No. We were talking off air about the most exciting films of 2019. Doesn't that look pretty epic? Detective Pikachu is what he said. That's your epic. It won. It's Ryan Reynolds. He's my hero. Yes, I love him. Yeah, he he retweeted one of my tweets one time and liked it. It's like this is what this is what that preview reminds me of. So like when I first saw the preview for the live action Lion King, I was like, oh my gosh. For me. Like this Detective Pikachu is like Deadpool meets the live action Lion King. That is a really great. Yeah, I'll take it. Because it's like this cartoon. Movies. It's this cartoon you saw when you were a kid, and now it's like they literally made them look like real. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. Yeah, dude. Zombieland Double Tap comes out this year. Glass comes out. Spider Man Far From Home. That yeah. will be amazing. Yeah. Episode nine. Avengers. That was the first it, one. Chapter I said. two. Endgame Godzilla. was the first thing that came to my mind. Men in Black. I feel like you you mentioned a few movies that already came out. Yeah. Isn't it romantic? That's such a good movie. No. <laughs> I love that one. The Prodigy. People are freaking out on the Pikachu movie still on uh, YouTube. Dude, yeah. it looks pretty good. We've got a phone yeah. call. Maybe they want to talk about the Pikachu oh. movie. <laughs> good morning, Shock Therapy Live. How can we help you? You have a question about Pokemon. This is a Pokemon <laughs> hotline. Any questions you have, we can help. Pika Pika. <laughs> uh, no, it's not about Pokemon. It was just uh, I had uh, conflicting answers from some credible sources at my church about whether you can, in fact, lose your salvation. Um, use your salvation. Lose. Can you oh, lose, lose your, your salvation. salvation? Well, you better lose yourself in the music. The moment. Oh man, that's so bad. Go. go, go. Um. So where where I go with this is, if you are truly saved, I believe that you cannot lose your salvation. So where I want to go for this is the Bible talks about once you're in the hand of God, you can't be snatched out of the hand of God. But I also want to point out that the Bible talks about seeds that are sown on certain soils that appear to have life, but they never really took full root. So in the parable of the sower, we have uh, seeds that were sown on rocky ground. Um, and it looked like they had life, but they couldn't get roots. We have seeds that were sown in thorns and they, uh, they got choked out. Um, and so we have this, we have this kind of paradigm here. And the Bible also talks about a tree that doesn't bear fruit is dead. And so it will be cut down and thrown into the fire. So what I would look at, and I would say um, that th- these 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 trees that don't bear forth fruit, um, I would argue that there hasn't been a tr- 
true form of salvation. And I, and I would argue that those who are truly saved and have a true salvation experience. And again, the problem with this is we can't judge that as humans because we can't see their heart. So we can only judge the outward signs. And there's some people who look like, oh man, that looks like they genuinely gave their life to the Lord. But after a time, those, uh, those thorns choke out that seed and it can't grow where we see someone and they come forward and they give life to Christ and they get involved in small groups and start serving. We're like, oh man, that person's a believer, but they were a seed that might've been thrown on rocky soil or, or on the path and they got trampled down. So we can't judge the heart. We can only see the outward actions. But from what I've read in the scripture, I would say if there is a true, genuine salvation experience, you cannot lose your salvation. And I, I would, I would ask this, um, since it is shock therapy live and not theology Thursday, um, why are you seeking out this question? Is it because uh, and self because or someone a friend? That's or it. it's either you're going through something pretty gnarly, or a friend, or you know someone going through something and you're questioning whether or not they are truly saved. So, uh, to the heart of it and to the to the crux of your question, why uh, why are you wanting an answer on this? Well, I'm fairly new. I'm a fairly new believer. Uh, I believe God got me through a, a severe medical condition that I am now healed from. Yeah. And uh, the doctors had no idea what it was, so I, my credit is, is God. But um, there was a point where I was going to church, but I would go home, and during the week I'd, I'd get high, you know what I mean, and I'd question my, my salvation. Like, man, did I really, did I do this right? Did I accept Jesus? Like, I, I thought I did, you know what I mean? I felt something, but then I'd have this, I mean, I was I was a drug addict before I got sick, and um, when I was in the hospital, obviously, I couldn't use anymore, I couldn't do anything, yeah. so uh, now, that I'm, now that I'm out, I'm not back on drugs, I'm, I'm completely drug-free now, Amen. Word. but uh, there, was a, there, was, there was that point where I was, I was, you know what I mean, I'd leave church, and I'd wait a couple hours and it kind of eat at me and I go outside and smoke a little weed and then yeah. you're like, man, you know what I mean? Come back and beat myself up about it, you know? So, so here's what and, I want to, uh, here's what I want to uh, jump in with and say, the good news is like, you're still breathing oxygen at that time. Yes. You didn't die. You didn't. Cause I remember being younger and I was, man, I was that foolish kid that accepted Christ at a young age. But then I went out and I would do crazy stuff throughout the week. And then on Sunday I'd, I'd ask for forgiveness and all these. And I remember how cyclical that was at the time. I'm no longer there, but at the time it was. And there was a point in my life where I questioned, was I really saved at that point? Or when was my true conversion and all this? And the good news is that these are just like hypotheticals that you don't have to worry about because you are redeemed now. You are drug-free. You are walking in Christ. And so do you, does it, like on one hand, it's like, does that matter? And on the other hand, it's like, clearly, you're following him now, and if that was a battle back then, but you're walking with him now, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> like, are you yeah. not? And again, yeah. I can, yeah. I can genuinely look back like, at I'm, times I'm, in my I'm life. I'm a member in church now. I mean, I'm, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. crazy what he's brought me from. I can yeah. genuinely look at times in my life when... After I said the first my first prayer of repentance and asking Christ to come into my heart, I can look back at times after that and say, I don't I don't believe I was a genuine believer at certain times after right. that. I can look back and say that now as I look back. Yeah. Um, and again, I think that that's because salvation leads to repentance. And, and if there's not repentance and change, it's doubtful salvation has occurred because we talk about salvation here in America 
as saying a prayer. For us, right. that's salvation. I went forward and I said a prayer, so I'm saved. The Bible doesn't talk about it that way. The Bible talks about salvation as a threefold experience, justification, sanctification, and glorification. Justification is the process where a believer comes forward, says a prayer, accepts Christ, confesses that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he died on the cross. When that happens, it's just as if you'd never sinned. You're justified of all your sin um, at that point. But then a process of sanctification begins. And sanctification is the continual process whereby a believer every single day on a daily basis has their life transformed in different areas and they're growing in their knowledge and they're growing in their maturity in Christ. If sanctification isn't present in a believer's life, it's doubtful whether or not the justification was real. And you also can't have sanctification without justification. You can't just be a good person but not have said the prayer of repentance and acknowledging that Jesus Christ is Lord. It's a package deal. Justification and sanctification are one. And both of those things lead to glorification, which is our future state where we're going to be in a new body and a new heaven and a new earth. And so the Bible talks about salvation as all three of those transactions. And so we need to get out of our minds. Well, I, you know, my, my, and, and I find this is really hard for parents because they'll have a child who backslides and really walks away from God. And they'll say, well, when they were really, really, really young, they said a prayer to accept Christ. So I just think that they're a believer. Look, that could be the case, but if sanctification isn't present in their life and their life isn't changing, um, it, it, on a continual basis in growing in the Lord, it's doubtful that that prayer was sincere and repentant. It was probably just something that they felt like, yeah, I'll do that. So that's that's why we need to define what salvation is. Yeah. Right on, guys. Right Dude, on. And, and let me just encourage you: keep studying God's word, because the reason the reason that you know that that we're having this conversation, like we didn't answer whether or not. Do you know what I mean? Because like at the end of the day, there is scripture that would say. Well, this, and then there's scripture that says this, which is why there are different theological camps that would say, well, yes, uh, once saved, always saved, or no, you can lose your salvation, and there's, so you need to do your yeah. research and but, but continue. But again, that's God. why I say we need to define the, the definition, exactly. because no, salvation exactly. is justification, sanctification, exactly. and glorification. Guess right. what? If all three of those but things are- But he's a new believer. But if this all, is, but all, I, this but, is like drinking from a fire hose. But what I'm right saying now. is not just for him, but for other people. We need to define our terms, because since salvation is all three of those things, if all three of those things are present in your life, can you lose your salvation? No. Right. 100%. I can emphatically say no. Um, now, when I look at a tree that doesn't bear forth fruit is dead, it'll, it'll be cut off and thrown into the fire. I'll, I'll look at that as somebody who had justification in their life, but not sanctification. Mm. So they didn't have salvation. Yeah. Because salvation is all three of those things. Right. So we're, we, we're, we're, when, when, when this, when this debate, when this debate happens, <laughs> when this debate happens in the church, um, yeah. what, really what it is, is for people who are, 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 are asking this, it's a, it's an understanding of trying to figure out, okay, what is salvation? What yeah. is salvation? Yeah. Because guess what? This is a, a question that is not like you're new in your faith. This is a question that theologians who have been theologians for 20 and 30 years argue about That's exactly and what beat each other with verses about. Well, yeah, exactly. So it's something that has literally, right. it's been a debate for yeah, man. for years and years and you years. You do you, boo. You do you, boo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for calling, I, man. I just know that the, the last thing I was told is that if you continue willfully sinning, that yes, you're going to lose your salvation. But I guess if you're not, sanctified yeah you're not really you saved you're not losing sin we'll yeah. willfully sin yeah. All right. yeah, yeah if yeah. you continue willfully in sin you never had salvation in the first place you had justification in your life right. but it didn't lead right. to sanctification yeah so okay. again if someone tell okay. if someone tells you that before say well you can't lose your salvation because salvation is sanctification if you're being sanctified you're not going to be continually sinning boom. so boom hit him with right. that boom. <laughs> <laughs> thanks brother thanks for calling see you man dude we got one of the four 
really big emails. Well, we tried to talk about Pokemon, but they, people wanted to get right people into real get questions. Into it. So we got some real yeah. stuff, man. All right, we'll tackle them. We'll come back and Shock Therapy Live. Hang on. Answering your Pokemon questions. The Morning Invasion with Dex and Steve-O. Is it really a high of 72 degrees today? Yes, dude. I don't want to work. <laughs> I don't want to be here. Let's go do some Frisbee golf. Well, I want to go catch tough. Pokemon in the park. You're going to have to work because we've got some serious questions because we have been gone for a while. Can we like uh -huh. scale it up? Start with the easiest and then slowly get sure. the hard ones. Yeah. Here we go. I feel like you're like anonymous. No, this is here's a quick topic. What do you do with a toddler who seems to be using the Lord's name in vain? Specifically saying Jesus instead of G's or something. It just started all of a sudden. I'm not even really sure where he learned it. Daycare, maybe? Church? I don't even know if he realizes what he's doing. But he gets upset when we try to tell him, please don't do that. By the way, under three years old. No, so this is what you do. You have a conversation with him. He's under three years old, but you can st if he's using that and he heard it, you can have a conversation with him and just explain to him who Jesus is yeah. and that his name is to be used in a place of love and reverence, not in a place of anger. To show him that, use his own name in a place of love and then in a place of anger. Let's say his name is Seth. Go, Seth! Right. And then go, Seth. Yeah. And then ask him, which one do you like better? Mm. Well, I like it when you talk to me lovingly. Okay, that's how Jesus is. He likes it when you use his name in a place of love and a place of reverence. Don't use it in a place of anger. So have a conversation with him about it. And then the next time he does it, spank the crap out of him. Okay. Oh, I was going to say wash his mouth out with soap, but you took it next level, dude. <laughs> How's that next level? I mean, they're both, you know. Grab no, some, I think you, some holy water the thing is, a out. lot of times parents discipline kids before the kids have an understanding of why the thing they're doing is exactly. wrong. Exactly, I agree. So you explain to them why they're doing it, what they're doing is wrong, and then after that, there's consequences when you do something wrong. Dude, when Luke was a child, he dropped his juice box. And you threw him against a wall? No, oh my You're a gosh. horrible person. You are the worst of humanity. Hey, you're um, the one who did it, not me. I wasn't in the car, and I'm happy and sad I missed this because Chrissy is such a great mom that... He was in the back seat, strapped into his little car seat, and he dropped his ju juice box, and the next thing Chrissy heard was the S word. Oh, man. Ooh, where did he learn that? Probably at school. Nope. At the child care center. Yeah. You. And so, yeah, because <laughs> when I drop my juice box, that's what I say. <laughs> yes, you do so, every time. <laughs> so she, she uh, asked him very plainly where he heard it. Of course, you know, that's the way people talk at, you know, school and... Where, where it is um or anywhere really let's be honest and so yeah. she explained to him what that word meant what it was and how we don't say that word and he didn't get in trouble at all yeah but yep. it, but if he did that again no we he so had an understanding so that's what we did we told seth because the same thing he went to school and he came back one time and he heard the f word at school at a young oh. age and he he asked me he's like hey dad what does mean <laughs> and i was like oh boy so I had a conversation with him about what it meant. Um, and then I explained to him that it was vulgar. And I explained to him I explained to him that that was a misuse of the word. And yeah. it was it was a it was a perversion of the word. I explained to him what that meant about yeah. how sin perverts and takes things that are good and makes them bad and makes them gross. Um and so we had a conversation about it, and then I said, Seth, um, I love you and thank you for talking to me about that. If I ever hear you say that word again, you're getting disciplined. Yeah. So just again. Yeah. We need to, we, as parents, we need to learn to be unshockable listeners yep. that our kids can say stuff to us and we're not like, what? but like we, 
talk to them, have a rational conversation with them. And then we set rules and parameters and boundaries. That's what parenting's about is, uh, again, being an open door for your kids to have any conversation with you. Like my son knows he can have like, there's certain things that he can have a conversation with me once and then he can't talk about it again because it's bad, it's inappropriate. But he knows that he can have at least every single conversation he could ever want with me at least once. Yeah. Like doesn't matter what it is. He could tell me whatever it is and there wouldn't be any penalties and consequences for that. Whew, I gotta be honest, man. We have three <laughs> and you're like, let's go easiest stuff. Three doozies? Yes. All three of them are like, buckle up. Let's Buckle skip. The, let's skip the break. There's no way. <laughs> All right. Let's try. Let's no, we can't try. skip the break. The breaks are time for sanity. I know. Hi, I'm a mother of five and engaged to an awesome man. My oldest is 18 and has cancer. My other kids are 16, 13, three, and 10 months. <sighs> we just found out that my 16-year-old son is taking Imodium and Pepsid which are both over-the-counter medications that apparently, when combined, give you an opiate-like effect. What do we do? We're baby Christians, but I know enough to know that there, that any mind-altering substances can allow demons into your life. I'm also a nurse, and this combo of drugs can cause severe or fatal heart problems. We've already had him in counseling for impulsive behaviors, but he won't talk to us. He seems to keep lying and stealing as a cycle. We pray he reads the Bible. We've even taken him to church and tried to seek counsel. I was told that I needed to seek counseling for myself and unfortunately didn't get help or guidance. We just really need some advice and direction. Yeah, dude. Man, it's heavy. It's big. Um, You know, unfortunately, I genuinely would probably agree that Based on the life and based on all the kids you have and the ages of those kids and the fact that you're engaged currently and that you're a baby Christian and just from your all the- Your 18-year-old has cancer. All the stuff that you just brought up, I think you've probably lived a pretty rough or hard life and, and it's led you to a place where, to be frank, you might not have a whole lot of moral high ground to be able to speak truth into your kids' lives and they might look at you as trying to speak moral, high, moral truth into their lives and say, well- you know, what right do you have? Honestly, I'm just being frank. Yeah. Um, and so I think that the counselor's advice that you need counseling mm-hmm. is good. Yes. I don't think that negates the fact that your son needs counseling, but I right. think that you need to get counseling and get to a place where you're spiritually more mature before you can counsel him and before you can really pour into him. Man, but I also think as a nurse, yeah. like at, from a medical standpoint, if you know that your 16-year-old is popping these over-the-counter medications and combining a bunch of stuff to create an opiate-like effect, um, something's got to be done there. And I would say that's disciplinary. That goes yes. crackdown. If he drives, he doesn't oh, drive anymore. Man. You drive him and pick him up from school. Yes. Um, if he's not, if he, if you go to pick him up from school and he's not there, you start taking things away. Take his phone away. Take take different things away. And you need to put him in a place of disciplinary action yeah. uh, to where you can regain the control. Because right now he's taking the control from you. And you need to regain control. And so uh, right now, uh, again, you're paying for his life. And so- you know, you put you put things in a place where you say, look, the things that you get to enjoy are privileges, not rights. And if you begin to go down this path and don't heed our wisdom and what we're telling you, those privileges are going to get taken away. Yeah. Um, and I know people say, well, what if he runs away? What if he does that? Look, that's between that. That is not that's not on your head. You need to do what's right as a parent 
You need to do what's right as a parent and not live in fear of what your kid's going to do. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think that you need to put those parameters in place. Man, especially you have a 10-month-old, a 3-year-old, and a 13-year-old. These younger siblings who are seeing this behavior. She's also a nurse, as she said, so clearly she's got a, a job. I mean, there is so much here that I agree. I, I, she needs she needs to protect the the younger ones as well. The reality is, there's so many layers to this. It so really isn't many. something that can be worked out on a one hour talk show. Which is exactly why I agree with the very first thing you said, because it was like you need to seek counsel, and we are saying the exact same thing. And not like just one time, like oh, I went and they didn't give me what I wanted. They just told me I need to get counseling, so I didn't go back. No, no, you need to go to counseling for a while and yes. really work through the things in your life yes. and get your place to a self spiritually where you can't have the moral high ground in and, that home. And if you're lo- if you're local and you're in a church right now, because it says it sounds like I need I I was told I need to seek counsel for myself, and unfortunately I didn't get help or guidance. So either A, she didn't go, or B, she went and didn't get the guidance or the help or the counsel she needed, then you're in the wrong place. And well, I think she's her, saying you know, she didn't like, get the help or ca- guidance she needed for yeah. her son because the counselor said, look, you need to get counsel. Yeah. And she was like, that's not what I wanted. I wanted right. to get, I wanted something for my son. Whew. Yeah, man. So many parents chiming in on YouTube right now with, with uh, thoughts and yeah. But man, pr- prayer, prayer, prayer. Starmie right now because mother of five, this is a, man, what a crazy situation. Layers on layers on layers. And yes, you need to seek help. Absolutely. So. All right, we still got to tackle a few more, huh? Yeah. Jeez. Jeez Louise, guys. And I just wanted to talk about Pokemon. <laughs> I know. Right? <laughs> All right, Shock Therapy Live. We'll be right back. Hang on. The Morning Invasion with Dex and Steve-O on Star 88. Shock Therapy Live. Nate Heidsick. Yeah, serious questions like this one. Hey, Nate. Um, just want you to know that I'm almost 40 and I'm catching them all every day. So if there's any time you ever want to talk about Pokemon, let me know. Come on. I still play Pokemon Go air day. Air day. Okay. That's what I need. <laughs> I need a group of middle-aged men to play Pokemon with. Yeah. 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 No, to, to be fair, I was stuck in the Utah airport for like five hours and I find a, I found a middle-aged man over by Pokemon Gym. Are you gym. serious? And, and I played Pokemon with him for Athletic. a good hour and a half. Wow. Amazing. I'm not I'm so like that's not no, that's dude. not weird. Hey, no shame. That's normal, right? No shame, dog. Dude. No shame. Yeah. No. Yeah, we're friends now. On Pokemon <laughs> Go. We send each other gifts. <laughs> now back to real problems. Not not to <laughs> gifts. Not gifts. Gifts. G i f t s. I feel like gifts would be creepier. That'd be really weird. You just like randomly text each other gifts. Gifts. Gift gifts. Little Whatever. Pokemon gifts of like <laughs> Squirtle Squad <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> that's not. That's not. Shock, shock therapy SOS. <laughs> we got a real question now. Now I got a transition. <clears throat> it's a question for my wife. What do you do when your husband is a grown child? Oh, dude. That's interesting. You just said that. I wish I would. Where is Janate? <laughs> I'm so sad she's not here today. I really wanted to give her so much crap for that hashtag. Hashtag Janate. When did you guys become a thing? No, she made it up. I love she it. Did it. Yeah, she did. And then Chrissy was like, what's ours? And I'm like, I, I hate everything about this. I hate this so hard. Huh. Crevo. Yeah. She was like, because, you know, Christi- Chrissy, Christina, Christivo. Oh, God. Hi. 
I've been struggling with my seven-year relationship. We've gone through breakups, makeups, cheating, secret relationships, you name it. I've taken time to pray to ask the Lord for guidance. I truly do love this individual. From the start, I knew he had a drinking problem. It was never bad up until recently. Found out he was drinking at work. You know who else found out? His work. Hey, wait. Can we take a pause? We have a phone call. But I'm halfway through this question. It's the rules. Yeah, he's the boss. It's the rules of the show. It's the rules of the show. (laughs) You can read it all again in a second. Hey, go ahead. Hey, so this is just going to be a really quick question, guys. Uh, Hopefully it'll be a quick answer. Um, So I have a uh, criminal conviction in my past that's uh, been pretty well uh, life-ruining in a lot of ways. Um, And I've always been of the opinion, uh, especially since coming to the Lord uh, over 10 years ago, that uh, basically anything in the the backstory is, is pretty much... Uh, you know, one's own business, as it were, and, and share with whomever uh, one may feel led to share with. Uh, recently, I made it uh, pretty clear to uh, friends and family that I was going to seek um, expungement. And uh, for the most part, it was received pretty well, but I've actually gotten a couple of people, and, and people that I respect, mind you, um, stating that you really shouldn't do that or you really can't do that because it's the same as lying, it's the same as deception, um, et cetera. And uh, I kind of wanted to find out if I would somehow be violating any biblical principle by, by doing that. Yes and no. So I'm going to get into this um, from like a legal job standpoint and then from a service and work in Christ standpoint. From a legal job standpoint, I don't think it's wrong to necessarily try to get your record expunged, especially if you have legal grounds to do so. Um, because it can, again, as you said, there's certain uh, criminal things in the past that can really hinder uh, the jobs that you can get, those kind of things. So if, if you can do that, I don't think it's bad. Now, from the biblical Christian standpoint, I think we as Christians always need to be aware of things that we struggle with and sins that we have and pr- protect ourselves from temptation. Mm. So again, I'm not saying that this is what you're dealing with, but I'm just going to give you an example. If there's somebody who has a criminal past of um, sexually yeah. assaulting a minor or of child pornography, yeah. and they were to get their record expunged and then come to us and want to serve in the kids' ministry but not tell us that this was in their past— that would be a very unbiblical response for a couple of reasons. One, first and foremost, we need to protect the kids in our ministry. But then uh, secondly, we need to protect the person who wants to serve mm-hmm. um, from the temptations that are going to come in their lives. And if they uh, aren't honest with us about the temptations they have in their lives, we can't protect them and we can't encourage them and help them grow spiritually to protect themselves from temptation. So again, that's just a very, very extreme example um, of why I think especially being involved in a church and being in service, it's important to be honest about your past, even if it's expunged from your record. I think it's important to be honest about your past and say, hey, you know, I want to serve in ministry. This is my past. This is what happened. Where do you think is a good place for me to get involved and serve at? Um, so I think that, that that's a very important thing uh, to be aware of and and to be able to do. So it, again, it kind of answers your question, yes and no from two different angles. Does that make sense? Yeah, it really does. And and just sort of uh, to, to clarify and make sure that I'm understanding you properly, um, 
I could, I could, by all means, seek the expungement, and basically, as long as I remain open and honest with prospective employers, especially if it is a ministry base yeah. or, or based uh, position, um, I'm not actually violating anything biblical because the way that it was related to me is just the act of doing so is 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 lying and deception yeah no i don't believe so yeah. um it's only lying and deception if someone asks you point blank hey do you have any kind of a criminal past and you say no i don't that's mm-hmm. lying and deception so again you need to be upfront and honest and just because it's expunged off your record doesn't mean it didn't actually happen and so um, you're getting expunged off of your record so you can apply places and get jobs and, and and try to seek and live a normal life and a life renewed and new in Christ. But if people are asking you questions, you need to be honest about those uh, continually based on your relationship with Christ. And in certain situations, even if it's not asked of you, you need to submit the information freely on your own accord in order to recognize that you're protecting yourself and you're protecting the church and the family and the the people that you're serving with. Okay, excellent. That's pretty much how I've lived my life thus far, anyhow, but I uh, I appreciate the affirmation. All right, man. Thanks, man. Thanks. Thank you. Good job, Nate. You leveled up, dude. Thanks, man. Thank you. <laughs> I swear to the Lord Most High, if I don't get to read this question all the way through because of a phone call. I really hope someone oh, calls. Oh, you just jinxed yourself, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. you shouldn't have said that. Because now, now a star member is going to do it just to get on seconds, you. Dude. Yeah, you better somebody go. Thirty-five really seconds. Needs help. I've been struggling with my seven-year relationship. We've gone through breakups and makeups, cheating, secret relationships—you name it. I've even taken time to pray and ask the Lord for guidance. I truly do love this individual. I do. From the start, I knew he had a drinking problem. It was never bad up until recently. I found out he was drinking at work, and he was caught. He is currently incarcerated and seeking help. I'm feeling overwhelmed by this. Where I once had this feeling of wanting to forgive him and save him, I now feel like it's not worth it and that I need to move forward. I am so conflicted trying to identify if leaving is where God is directing me. I'm choosing to keep the family out of it because it can be so one-sided, but I feel like it's time to reach out. Okay, so are they married? It doesn't say. Okay, well, we need to know that before yeah. we can give you any advice. Just says did, struggling did he ever... with a seven-year relationship. Okay, if they if they aren't married, then yeah, leave. Like, right. yeah, <laughs> right. leave. Yeah. Like, right. like, do like, it. Go. No, no, no debates. Yeah. Leave. Yeah, none. Um, it's not a good relationship. It's not a godly relationship. Get the heck out of it. Yep. If you are married, um, and he's had an affair on you, it says that cheating, secret relationship. Cheating on who? Did she cheat on him? Did he cheat on her? We don't have enough details. If you are married and he's cheated on you, I would probably also, based on what you've told me, say that the best thing for you to do would be to leave the relationship. And here's why. I don't normally say that. The Bible gives provision for divorce in the case of infidelity, but it doesn't advise divorce. The reason the Bible gives provision for divorce is because it's one of those things that can break a trust in a relationship that it can never be restored. And you can't get to a place of forgiveness. And it sounds like you're at a place in this relationship where you're like, you know what? I don't think I can forgive him. I don't think I can move past like where he's at in his life and, and where that's at. And so it's only destructive to the relationship if you stay a part of it because mistrust, when you mistrust somebody, you set them and yourselves up for failure. Yep. So if you're married and he's had an affair on you, then yes, I would leave him. Um, if you're married and he has not had an affair on you, biblically, you do not have provision to leave him or provision for divorce. Biblically, 
you need to stick through this and you need to try to get counseling and you need to trust that God's going to work through your salvation and through your relationship with Christ in his life and is going to draw him to Christ. Um, and again, I'm answering very broadly because the question is very broad. Yeah. It's a very broad topic we're getting into with very little information. Yeah. So based on the information that I have, this is what I'm giving you. If I found out you're like, well, he's beat me and he's done this and, and you know, he, it gets into a lot of other stuff, I might have different advice. Yeah. But based on what I'm hearing right now, that's the advice that I would give. Word. Hey, Good well idea. done. That was quick. We did it. It wasn't bad. Did I level up again? Level What level am I now? Level two. Level two? Yeah, bro. No, we just started this up. game. Yeah, yeah this was the second level. No, no. How many times did you hear it? One I was at twice. one. You said I leveled up. Then you and said I leveled up again. Level so I'm at least level three. This is my game, guys. All right? You're at level two. That's a stupid yeah, game. I quit your game. I'm not yeah. playing anymore. Yeah. I just deleted my I just deleted my account. I'm oh, playing Steve-O's game now. Yeah. No, I already quit. You can level uh, me up all you want. I'm not coming back. Dento uh, says you need to make like a tree and leaf him in jail. Okay, moving on. Level one. Bad. He just, just went down a down? level. He just leveled down. Wow. Dento, you're going to be stuck there forever. And you're a grass-type Pokemon, and that's stupid. They're dumb. <laughs> but Bulbasaur. Yeah. <laughs> stupid. When have you ever looked at a leaf and said, wow, that's strong? Good call. I got one more. Like, look out at nature. You see, like, rocks and a fire, and then you see leaves, and you're like, yep, yeah, that's what I want to be. Good call, sir. I want to be a sir. leaf. I want to be a leaf. <laughs> oh, look at that dry field of dead grass. Yeah, that's what I want to be. Right. There's nothing that, like, explains power more than plants. Hmm. <laughs> I got to zone in. Okay, serious question. <clears throat> Hi. My husband and I recently found out that a friend of ours is separating from his wife and small child. This friend was in another relationship for eight months, and he has come to the conclusion that his wife and him are just not the same people they were when they started dating. While the affair is no longer going on, he believes the separation will allow his wife and him to figure out who they are as individuals. He has also proclaimed that he is no longer a Christian and wants nothing to do with Christ. As Christians, how do we handle this? How do we love both of them well through this time while still proclaiming truth? Is it appropriate to speak about Christ even though he doesn't believe in Jesus anymore? Thank you. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm going to just give my advice cuz this has happened to me with friends before. And 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 this is personal. I'm not necessarily saying that this is biblical. Right, this is Nate's. I think your duty is to love the crap out of the wife and protect and insulate the wife and have righteous indignation to a certain extent on this dirtbag husband. Yep. He cheated on his wife. After he cheated on his wife, he now wants to have a divorce with his wife. And he also says that Jesus Christ is stupid and he doesn't want anything to do with Christianity. Right. He is an apostate. He is a danger um, to himself, to his family, to his wife. And the biblical loving thing for you guys to do is to let him know, hey, we love you, but the way you're living, we do not condone and agree with. Mm -hmm. And you need to almost give him to the Lord and pray in precatory psalms that God is going to humble him and bring him to his feet and kick him in the teeth and 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 make him experience the error of his ways. Mm. And you need to love the crap out of that wife. You need to surround her, insulate her, protect her, let her know she has a safe place. Um, that's my perspective because I think the most loving thing you can do to this guy right now is to show him the righteous uh, wrath of God to a certain extent. Yeah. 
That's my personal. So basically, with the relationship with the dude, they need to make like a tree. <laughs> oh, man. Mm. And leave him alone. I'll go. <laughs> I'll level up there. Nope. Problem with him was he thought the grass was greener. I'm going to just, I'll just, I'll leave. Yeah. Nope. Making stupid plant jokes. You see, he planted his no, garden. No, stop it. Okay. Stop it. Yep. You're fired. <laughs> fire burns that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So no, you're I fired. It. I got it. I agree. Yeah. I agree. That's where Seriously. I go. Yeah. Um, it's tragic, and it, it, dude, it sucks, but it sounds like a dude who was in a relationship, who has hardened his heart, yeah. who has said, I'm walking away from Jesus, but it's really because I was making this, 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 and this decision, and what better way to justify it than to not have a moral authority? Yeah. So, and, and I want to be clear. This wouldn't be my take on every situation. I know a lot of times, like the church can be like, guys are always at fault. So, like, we just bash guys. That's not what this is. Yeah. If they were both in a place where they're like both heartbroken, both hurt, and both felt like, you know, the best thing we can do is to separate, it'd be a different story because then you're going to walk through both of them through biblical truth. You're going to yeah. walk with both of them um, through the pain. But it really is, he's just a jerk. I mean, he's a, he's a, from the story you just painted, he's a dirtbag. Yeah. And I kind of feel like he needs to be treated as such. Okay. Man. Jeez. That was good. That's the end of the question. Yeah. That's all I got. Did we get through them all? Um, here, we have one more topic. Oh. So, sorry. Sorry. My bad. Oh, I want to see what this pastor chimed in and said. Okay. Oh, gosh. Nope. I'm rooted in truth, is what he said. Thank you, Sam Swan. Oh, yeah. Even when he's not on the air, he's got to send us puns. Good job, Sam. <clears throat> you and your plant-hugging hippie Pokemon lovers. Huh. Hey, guys. Really was struggling with something I saw on Facebook. Aren't we all? Really, I just need to get off Facebook in the first place. There we go. That's the answer to your question. <laughs> yeah, you right? You did it. Hey, boom. it's Lent. The Lenten season. He just, just leveled up. Just do it. Boom. He leveled up. No more social media. Oh, where's my level up? Level. You need to go. Okay. You missed it. You need to look at that Facebook app and say, Facebook app, you are a tree. <laughs> I am. Stop it. Okay. Oh my gosh. Man. Here's basically. Please stop talking. Because. I think there person... should be a, a website, a social media platform called Face Palm that has all the worst Facebook posts oh, of all time. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like frustrated because don't get into foolish arguments and any argument on Facebook is foolish. So here's what I want to get your thoughts on. The gist of the conversation. Uh, Christian friends came out and said they support all of their LGBT brothers and sisters. They also said, you are accepted children of God and live a God-centric, God-honoring life while in an active relationship that is true to your sexual orientation. I'm struggling with this because I feel like isn't that saying it's not a sin or that I can sin too and my friends and family should just support my sin? I mean, murder, lust, adultery, pornography, etc. But then they said that Jesus will know false prophets by their fruits and the fruits of rejecting our LGBT brethren leads to broken families, hatred, pushing people away from God and death. And the fruits of just accepting them as they are are the opposite. Yeah, see, you're taking this Facebook thing and like trolling me now with it because now I want to be like, oh, where's this Facebook post? I want to go on this Facebook post and comment. <laughs> right. This is exactly what trolling Facebook posts do. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, somebody said, uh, they said, first of all, thinking, I think assuming 
heterosexual families are all sunshine and rainbows and all homosexual families as sunshine and rainbows was a hard thing to agree with. I could go on, but I really just want to hear what you guys think. What they said is that they didn't want to debate on Facebook, but then they posted all of this stuff. They closed with saying, if God's only criticism uh, when we get to heaven is that we forgave too much and loved too much, then we did a good job. Anywho, I just want your thoughts. I've seen a lot of controversial posts like this from my friends on Facebook, and I just really don't know what to do with them. Yeah, don't do anything with them. Exactly. Don't respond to them. Don't say anything. Yeah. yeah. If you want my response on my view of homosexuality and what the church's role and response needs to be to people struck in homosexuality, we've talked about it at length on numerous shows. Yeah. I mean, we've yeah. talked about it on a lot of shows. Um, so I would go to the Shock Therapy Live podcast and uh, find one of those and listen to that. Um, if you want a good book on it, because again, we're, this is like the last question of the show, and this is usually a question that takes a lot of time to talk about. Yeah. Um, so if you want a good book on the topic, I would encourage you. I, I've said it on Shock Therapy Live before. It's a book called Single Gay Christian. Mm -hmm. um, I would encourage you to get that book. Um, really quickly, I think that- How um, old were you when you wrote that book? <laughs> I hate you. You leveled up, bro. <laughs> That's a good one. You're such a jerk. <laughs> Steve, oh, your courage gives me courage. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Oof! Uh, hey, for the person who had a sincere question and yeah. some some uh, yeah. some real struggles oh, here, you yeah. can thank Stevo okay. for derailing that. Oh yeah, yeah, like the um, person who had the serious want, question, uh, but we took the phone call. No, no, that was a serious oh. question too. We've always said that, right? We've always said we take Single the phone calls first. Gay Christian, on in in all seriousness, you've referenced that book numerous times, and that's now like my go-to number one when we ha we have a question like this. Honestly, yeah. because I have think, you read it? No. Oh, so how can you recommend yeah. something you've never read? Because you are the authority and i said he knows what he's talking about that's totally like what be the Breans talks about right yeah like just to recommend just stuff to recommend just it. don't even just read it don't know anything about it. it like yeah this is the best I know a lot about it no I'm, yeah no honestly i i think because it's a good it's a great balance because we grew up in a culture yeah. where it was just like you just hate that culture yeah you know, we don't understand it, so we hate these human beings. Yeah, the, the quick answer is a lot of times Christians think that compassion and conviction are two separate, like they, they, they're, they cannot be existing with one another, and that's not true. Yeah, You can have compassion without sacrificing your convictions, and that's really the answer that I think the church needs to get to, is we can have compassion, and we can welcome them in and say, hey, we love you, hey, we're here for you, we don't agree with what you're doing, and biblically we never will agree with what you're doing, but this is a safe place, yeah. and we are people that you can talk to. Amen. And guess what? We're never going to come to you and like sit there and like look at you strange and funny and give you sideways glances and say things behind your back. Yeah. Because we're all sinners. All sin is level at the foot of the cross. Amen. Some sins are more visible than others, yep. but all sin is level at the foot of the cross. And church is not a museum for saints; it's a hospital for sinners. And so that's the short answer. Um, but we, we have a very, very, very quick question. I realize we have like forty seconds. We were talking about. Marriage, separation, divorce, and earlier mental health in the 8 o'clock hour. Somebody said, I have a question. How do you get someone help who clearly shows signs of mental health, but absolutely 100% is refusing to get help? Like, say, my husband, for example. If they have a spouse who's dealing with something. 
Dude, can you can you force your spouse to get help? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. I would I, up, I would right? try to find somebody who your spouse respects and talk to them and see if that you can go to them with that friend. Yeah. And and have a conversation that can be helpful. It's yeah. not a forty second question though. Yeah, dude. <laughs> We're done. Still hate you. <laughs> Guys, your thanks for the question. Stupid plant jokes. It's just because I miss you, man. Yeah. Are you here next week? Or are we going to get another text? I was going to be here next week, but assistant. not going to be here now. <laughs> wow. I'm going to mysteriously find something else that I have to do. Oh. You big jerk. Jeez, dude. All right, guys. We're done. We're out of here. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, that was my favorite part I of all. I think I have to get a haircut tomorrow. <laughs> yeah? All right, guys. We love you. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. That's all we got. There ain't no more. That's right. Time is tight. It's the end of the show.